Hi, everyone, and welcome to AB Conversations, where we will help you CFP your way out of it, a podcast where you get into the minds of a couple certified financial planners on how we think and feel about everyday financial planning questions and what should really matter most to you. A healthier financial life starts now. Hey, Ben. How are you doing? Welcome back to the podcast. Doing well. How are you? Doing all right. Good. For those, for those listening at home, this was the first snow day of 2022. Yeah. Yeah, which brings out all of my worst emotions, quite frankly. Not a snow guy. Don't like having to shovel it. Don't hate the freezing cold. But I tell you what, it has given us like this great, great uh, appreciation for our, our wood stove at home. Because it is a does give that very warm and cozy feel. So, see, nice. sp- spun that into a positive. <laughs> Good for you. That's your optimism at work. <laughs> That's right. So today we're going. So hard pivot right to the topic. Today we're going to share a relatively newer thought on our end or, or concept, and that is this this concept of the final financial plan. Right, we are. Obviously, enormous proponents of financial planning. It's what mm-hmm. we're in the business of doing. Um, but at a certain point, right, working with people leading up to retirement, getting to retirement, and then, you know, tr- progressing through retirement, at a certain point, the thought needs to transition to yeah. a state legacy, kind of what, what is going to happen while, when I am gone. Um, and I think we, we have an approach that while it's not a, a legal document like a will, um, it is essentially a roadmap for those that are left to help settle that estate, right? Your executor, executrix, yeah. trustees, people like that. Yeah, which is why this isn't, a, um, this isn't original. I mean, I, I think to a certain degree, we know certain people that do this themselves, you know, jot down some notes, you know, call mm-hmm. it an I love you letter to the family. Um, there yeah. are programs out there. I think our version of this really came from recognizing that uh, there are some online programs that people could really get plugged into. Um, the idea is really what you said. If, if you've, and I'm sure many people can relate to this, and, and hopefully it's been a good experience, not a bad one, but mm-hmm. when you unfortunately are in that situation, a loved one passed away, and, and you've been given some of the responsibility to help settle that estate, it's it's great if people do have those legal documents, the will, the power of attorney, uh, healthcare direct, all the things that leading up to end of life and then right at end of life give some instruction. Um, mm-hmm. But let's dive into some of the details of this. Does that really help people figure out where certain things were kept <laughs> or how to access, access certain accounts? Or like, let's maybe start here. Let me throw it to you. We did a podcast last year on kind of the roles within estate planning. Yeah. What is what is the role of an executor or an executrix? Like, what is that role? <laughs> wow. Yeah. So their, their role is essentially to transact or at least to help put into place everything that was established in the will. And that's assuming there's a will. So we, we are assuming for anybody that works with us, we are strongly encouraging everyone to have a will, right? We believe everyone needs to have that rather than have it default to the state rules for who you leave money yeah. to, 
naming somebody to act on your behalf after your pass, right? To name that executor, that that is a whole other mess. So let's just assume you have a will, you name an executor. Their job is essentially to execute executor, execute those wishes that are named in the will. So if it's if it's a specific piece of property, a family heirloom, a ring, for example, that needs to go to a specific person, their job is to make that happen. That's the end result, right? Yeah. But to get to that point, it may mean that that person has to close accounts, has to yeah, call yeah. the utility company and shut off that utility before they can sell the house and move it where it's said to go. It, yeah. They're finding access, passwords, all of this stuff is not usually something that is left in a clean, neat, tidy very easy to find spot for that family member, that loved one to execute on. So let's then yeah. like, let's get into the idea of the final financial plan, just like your financial plan is through your lifetime is to basically say, here are all the things I would want my loved ones to know. And by the way, here's the roadmap. So <laughs> I think, I think we've identified maybe like three key points of why yeah. this document should be there and what it would entail maybe let's just go through it. Yeah, it, it, it really is hopefully an, an organized list of the important things, like you said, the important things, the important people. So maybe I'll start there, right? If, if there are investment accounts, if there are bank accounts, whatever that may, insurance. Lot, yeah, life insurance. Yeah. Work, it's, it's a, workplace benefits. Yeah, yeah. Just, just to even give that executor um, the, the information that they can now follow up on and start the process. So it is, do, do people even know what a Rolodex is anymore? Is that a thing <laughs> for our can clients? We call it yes. That? I think, I think everybody would understand what a Rolodex was. If I said that to my kids, they'd think I made up a word. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but yeah, that is, that's, that, yes, that is essentially part, part of the job is of, of this financial final financial plan is to list those important people, right? And for anybody that we work with, we are one of those important people on that list. Um, we, we would need to be notified just like the bank would need to be notified to essentially, I don't know if freeze is the right word, but once somebody passes away, there are steps that need to be taken from a financial standpoint. Um, so yeah, it's, it's your insurance agent's name, your financial advisor, the bank, or you know, a representative at the bank all of those people, your accountant, if I didn't say that, yeah. um, just to kind of, number one, notify those people of, of your passing um, and at least give them that contact information so they're not having to dig right through. And I guess that's the point of a lot of this is that hopefully it's in one spot, a consolidated point that, that the executor can access so that they're not having to dig through piles of papers filing cabinets and then having Years to sort out well, yeah what is what is actually current and what may be old banks old investment providers that are no longer active like you can easily send somebody on a wild goose chase um, without without some organization on the front end yeah so i think that's kind of the second key point it's not just answering that question right off the front like who do i even need to contact where do i begin mm -hmm. you know let's contact these people because they're gonna know what's current. We know what's going on in the client's financial life, right? 
Yeah. Perhaps more often than not, more than the person that's the executor or the executress of the estate. Sure. But then sure. that second part is, again, let, let this be a roadmap of sorts. As much as possible, get all of those accounts listed into one spot, right? It's the location of the will. By the way, you need the original. So where was that? Is it in the safe deposit box? Is that the bank's deposit box? Is it with an estate attorney? You need to find the original. So this document should list here where all the important legal documents are. Deeds yeah. to the house, car titles, healthcare documents, right? All of these maybe need to be referenced along with the detailed estate distribution list, right? And some of that is going to mean financial accounts should have beneficiaries listed on right. them. Right. The will should dictate certain things if they are physical pieces of property or tangible items, like you mentioned. Um, mm -hmm. But let's get all of where those things can be found listed in a document like this. So it is just a checklist of sorts. Yeah. And maybe this is where the, the title, you know, the final financial plan may be a little misleading, knowing that at over time, those those items, their location, the accounts, that may also change and be updated over time, which just means like any other financial plan that we do, it's, it's an update that would, would need to occur, um, you know, on this document too. Yeah, I, I guess that's a really important point that I didn't think about. When we called it, when we called it final, it's not to, <laughs> There's an to do it. Well, just because I think, you know, we ask the question all the time, do you have a will? And people go, oh, yeah, that's fine. It's taken care of. Well, what's the follow-up question? When's, when's the last time you updated it? Oh, <laughs> right, when, right. When the kids are born, you know? Yeah. After <laughs> when I went to Vietnam. Now. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the, the point is that this is the final one. What, whenever you pass away, hopefully within the last year, two years, you know, that has been updated so that you've kind of had a clear communication with, if it's not a spouse, right? We're, it's right, good to have right. for each other, but more often than not, I'm thinking that this process is really important for when the second person is passing away or when somebody who's already, who's single, widowed, widower, mm -hmm. is going to have either a child, somebody not as intimate with the financial life that you have um, is going to have to pick this up. Right. So this is the final document. This is where you can find it. And it'll tell you where everything else is to be found. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I think we've we've often talked about and we had a, a client experience a couple of years ago where the the person that passed away was incredibly organized, was incredibly efficient with and clear with where things were, the documentation, all the different accounts, everything was in one spot. With all of that being said, the estate settlement process is always still a bit of a slog for those that are left to kind of execute because it is a procedural process. There's paperwork involved. You need to contact Social Security. You need to get death certificates and they need to all be sent to the right spot. You need to be appointed by the court. It, it can be a very burdensome process for that person that is, is left to execute that. So making that process, even if it's 1% simpler, Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's um, I'm, allu I'm alluding to maybe a previous conversation, but yeah, and anything to help grease the wheels for that process is ideal. Um, again, just to eliminate some of the time and effort that can get put in on the back end once somebody passes. Yeah, because I think some of the things that will need to get handled 
are very, like you said, small detail oriented things that even we in our own financial life would take for granted, right? Yeah. I, I know the passwords to my accounts. <laughs> right. I, I jot them down. Would anyone know where to find them besides me? No. Would, would Desiree know like all of these things are where I keep them? Maybe not. So I'm in the know, same boat. Yeah. She'd probably have a better guess at some of my passwords. Um, maybe, I, <laughs> maybe I shouldn't be putting that out there. Um, but it, it, it is to think that detail oriented that, okay, we're not just dealing with, here was a financial account. I'll let the institution know, and they're just going to send money to the beneficiaries that they should. Yeah. That's, that, that may sound burdensome, filling out that, that quick paperwork. What's yeah. more burdensome? There were eight different bills that are auto paid by a bank account. And now I need to figure out how to contact these institutions and stop auto pays because I'm closing that account. Right. right. That I, now I need online access to all these things. It, like you can quickly get yourself into this anxiety filled, where am I going to get this information? So, yeah. you know, wouldn't it be so much better if you could just have a consolidated list or even just, this is like whisper down the alley or, or a, a treasure hunt, right? You open mm -hmm. up one clue. It's, this is where you're going to, this is where you're going to find my final financial plan. They're going to yeah. turn to page six of this thing. And it's going to say, here's where you can find all my passwords. Um, yeah. But it's going to lead, lead somebody, hopefully to your point, more efficiently to the information that they need. Yes. Because it's, uh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I'm, I'm just looking at some of my last notes. It's not just the mm -hmm. auto pay. Again, I, I, I like the idea of it being kind of instructions on where to find other things. You know, there may be heirlooms and keepsakes and things that. Yeah, right you want to give some feedback to somebody on. Yeah. So what do you, sorry, may, what do you mean by feedback? Just that, that direction. So using an example of a, a, fa a family heirloom, where is it located? Where is it located? And, and maybe to a certain extent, you won't like, you don't want people fighting over this stuff. So oh, it, it right. would have, it would have been my intent, right? The will, the problem with the will sometimes is that it's, it's meant to be a little bit of a broader brush, right? I think attorneys like some flexibility, mm -hmm. just my interpretation. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. You know, you just acquired your last birthday, this cool, you know, signed baseball by somebody, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, going, going through your list of valuables every now and then and thinking about, well, you know, little, little grandson, Johnny is really into baseball right now. Maybe he would like, maybe he would like that. Yeah, and I guess that's that's where the the ultimate caveat being here that this is not a, a legally binding document. It truly is, as you said, a love letter to your family or to your friends that are left behind to help execute this process. And just maybe it is laying out some of those wishes that may not be huge financial assets that should be listed in a will. To your point, they are they are the I mean, we we often hear this, right? It's opening up when somebody passes away and maybe it is the second spouse that oftentimes the family goes into the house and everybody can kind of pick and choose, you know, what is valuable to them, what they would like to keep as a keepsake. Um, maybe part of, I shouldn't say maybe part of this process is if there are those specific bequeaths, like you just said, something that is maybe newly acquired, um, that it still goes where you want it to go and it doesn't get left up to interpretation. I think the same thing with final arrangements, right? And yeah. again, I, this is this is such a morbid conversation, and I get that. But I, 
I know we say it in other conversations that we have to have. If you do it once, hopefully you don't have to do it again. If God forbid something happened to my parents tomorrow, do, do I know what they want their funeral arrangements to really look like? <laughs> yeah. I, I don't. Maybe my sister, my brother do. I'm, I'm guessing maybe they don't. So again, it's just an opportunity to say some things that would be important to you and let this be the the method of putting that down or, or thinking about those questions so that it doesn't just get to a point where, again, the end has come and now people are guessing, right? Is there anything worse than yeah. that feeling of like, I don't, I think that mom and dad would have wanted this, or I, I, I mm-hmm. think that aunt Susie would have wanted this, but I, I don't really know. Wouldn't it be so much better to just have it in paper that, gee, I really love how great thou art. And I hope that's the, you know, I would love that to be the hymn at my funeral, right? Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> Pick another example, whatever. Yeah, it 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 truly it truly is putting putting some time and effort on the front end while you are living to help alleviate some of that uh anxiety and stress on some of the administrative fallout. While oftentimes the person that is named executor is somebody that is close to the person that has passed and is dealing with that that grief and that fallout as well. At the same time, they're trying to um, execute the administrative side of somebody's life. And and that's where oftentimes it it can be very overwhelming to people. So then if I could kind of wrap it up, this really has two different purposes, right? To, To the people that we're working with that are kind of in that phase of life, we can walk you through this process if you just want to like see things that we think would be helpful for the next generation. On the other end, if you're pretty sure you know that you're going to be responsible for someone you really care about um, and having to go through this, then let this be the roadmap to having a conversation with them on, are you willing to jot down some of these things for me? Um, Mm -hmm. Again, it's not to create awkward situations and I know relationships are different and some things you don't talk about, some things you do, but the fact of the matter is if you're being asked to do this job, this is what you're going to have to do having some sort of coaching or instruction on that really behooves everybody on the front end. Yes, that's, that's a great point. I'm glad you brought that up because I, I was not thinking of it through that lens, but yes, for those that are going to be tasked with set, helping settle someone's estate, um, yeah, you, you'd essentially be doing yourself a favor in the future by having that conversation or at least getting, getting some things documented uh, in, well in advance. Again, not our, go ahead, not our no, most uplifting, ahead. not our most <laughs> uplifting podcast, but. No, important. but it, it, yes. And it is, it is something that we can help with. That is, it is a concept that we've, again, is not necessarily original to us, but is something that we can help implement. Um, and it really is just for, for us, it's all about organization. We can craft, help craft that document um, and have it, have it be memorialized. Yeah, and I, I think you said it in the beginning, but I'll, I'll make sure it's crystal clear. It's not as though this is something that needs to get notarized or becomes a legal right. document, right? Think of it really as that off the side of the table, love you letter that you would hope for somebody to find um, and make sure that they will find. But yes, that, that yes. is just yes. at, added, added instruction to what's going to need to happen. Yes. All right. As okay. always, sir, thank you for your guidance. Thank you. Have a great one. Bye. You too. Bye.
Hey everyone, Adam and I really appreciate you tuning in. Please note that the opinions we voiced in the show are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific recommendations for any individual. To determine which strategies or investments may be most appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, your accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to making any decisions or investing. Thanks for listening.